0: If you're not sure, there's one thing I've always wanted to explain in that song. And I love that song. Um, You can tell because we sing it pretty much every Sunday. Um, uh, Is that whole 99 gig. Okay. If you don't know what that means, what that means is, is that he will leave 99 to make sure you're going to be okay. Okay. And that's the kind of love we're going to talk about today. Um, Starting this Wednesday. um, I hope you hear my passion. Um, for about the last 20 years, I've been kind of frustrated with what I see in the church. Um, I think the church is kind of a quasi Christian, um, kind of a mediocre religious organization sort of thing. Um, honestly, can I say something and y'all don't get offended? I don't see a whole lot of difference between the people in the church and people out of the church. Okay. Uh, and I think it's time to change that. Okay. Um, We've made this into something that I don't, I never heard, I, I honestly, it, it, what we do ain't what Jesus did. And so what I'm going to do on Wednesday nights to begin with, we'll go from there to try to figure out how to do it most effectively, but I'm going to teach you how to be disciple makers. I call it making disciple makers. My goal in life is not to build a church. That's kind of a fruitcake thing that religion has come up with. My goal is to create or make or develop um, or train a thousand effective disciple makers before I croak. I want that on my resume before I go to heaven, okay? Uh, Here comes Letterman. He made a thousand disciple makers, okay? Every week, um, I'll be there from six to eight. The class will be from 7.30 to 8.30. If we need another time, that's fine, I'll make it. But guys, you gotta understand something. Jesus did not call us to go to church. All right, we throw in that, well, you're not supposed to gather together. That, that, that ain't what he was talking about. Jesus said, by my authority and power, you are to go make disciples. Now, I understand. Most people are like, that's a cute concept, but nobody ever made me a disciple. Well, I'm gonna, if that's your will, if that's what you want, okay? You have to understand, discipleship, people are saying, well, give me a book and I'll go make disciples. No, disciples, you make disciples by just kind of emanating who you are in Christ. My, my, my concept is, is that, is like, you know, we're supposed to be following Christ. You know, deny yourself, uh, take up your cross and follow in his footsteps. Something that church people today don't really want to hear. Uh, but Then Paul goes on and gets really crazy and says, follow me. Kids, that's how you make disciples. Follow me. No class is going to make a disciple. But you can by how God is creating, recreating and making and developing and, and, and sanctifying and teaching you. And then everybody in your world, you impact because you've become something or someone extraordinary. And it just kind of, they're kind of like gleaning from that. And little by little, they're drawn in. And they say, I want all of that. Okay? And that's what's called making a disciple. A person who actually follows Jesus Christ. And come Wednesday night, this month is kind of an introduction to all that. I want you to understand where I'm heading, what I'm about, uh, what I'm going to do. You have to understand, that's the most important thing to me. That's going to become the church. This is going to become the celebration of what goes on in that. And then I want to make ministry centers where that's going on all over the city and all over this area by taking what we're learning and and, and investing it in people in our neighborhoods and at our jobs and wherever we are. Does that sound right? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's my heartbeat. I was going to stinking explode. My head was going to explode before you if we don't start doing this. Okay? My eyeballs were going to pop out. It was going to be ugly. So we've got to do this. Guys, I hope you hear this. This is very important. I can't do this on Sunday morning because I've only got a half hour before Hosses opens. Okay. This is important, guys. Are you listening to me? Jesus did not call you to kind of say you're a Christian and go to church a little bit and be a church participant. Jesus called you, and this is what will radically transform your life when you decide to become that person who makes disciples by the power and teaching of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, you know, I got something on that night. I said, well, we all got to make decisions. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm a little tired of baby and church people. If we need another class, if five or six of you want to do another time, I'm good. I'm, I'm into that. But if, if your soap is on Wednesday night, you ain't going to come because you, you got to watch your TV show. Get a stinking DVR. You say, well, you're mean. Thank you. It's called discipline. Okay. Very important. Very important. Now on the Eagles. I went out. I wanted to wear a shirt. Jean wouldn't let me have hers. Uh, I went out to to get a shirt. They wanted 25 bucks for a t-shirt. I'm like, I don't love the Eagles. They didn't want 125 for a jersey. So you that are wearing jerseys must be very rich people. So, but, um, today I'm excited about what we're talking about. Um, I'm excited. Um, 8.14, please. Um, Because we're talking about the whole concept of being adopted as a child of God. Now, I hear people say, well, everybody's a child of God. Mm, No. He chose you to be his child. But you have to come into him and he has to come into you and 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 you need to decide that I am going to live in him and he is going to live in me and I am going to be led by his Holy Spirit. Then you are a child of God. See, we've got this easy believe-ins and stuff out there. And then we wonder why we're making little spiritual munchkins in the church. And it's because we just we just teach it wrong, man. We just teach it wrong. You know, well, I like so-and-so on television. Well, go home and listen to him. Okay? And you follow him where he's going. All right? But I'm telling you right now, what my Bible says is, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. See, I I think we've done great damage in the church. Well, you know, I I don't want to make it too hard for people. It's not too hard. All the heavy lifting and all the hard work has been done. The problem is we want to control our own lives and not give our lives over to Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Therefore, we don't become the child of God that we really want to become. Are you with me? Is anybody there? Okay, you need to hear this. Because there's a lot of people who call themselves Christians and they're still in control of their lives. They got no power. They're kind of a form, but there's no substance. There's no power. There's no godliness. There's no holiness. It's just I go to church and I'm, I'm not too bad. Which is a humanistic philosophy that's going to send a lot of people to hell. And they're living in it now. Is anybody with me? You need to get this. You need to understand this. You need to understand this whole concept. You know, a lot of your children and grandchildren, that's why they don't go to church. You know, because they, nobody ever taught them correctly. And they never experienced the power of God. They never experienced the glory of God. They never experienced the love of God. They never experienced that. Because always, we, well, you go through the little mo- Sunday school motions, and, and you're okay, and you're okay forever, and you're, you're just all good. No! If you get this part, you will endure to the end. And my Bible says those who endure to the end will be saved. If you can't tell, I'm a little fired up today. Okay? And I'm fired up because I'm tired of this waffling, this lack of commitment, you know, oh, maybe they'll come to church. Get it right, man. Come down the center and get it right. Amen? And that's very, very, very important. Next verse. This is really my verse today that by the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, daddy. When I was in trouble, you know what I called my dad? Father. (laughs) Yes, father. Father. I know you were about to beateth me, <laughs> so I'm going to cry, and maybe get a couple of whoopings less, because I was intelligent, huh? Anybody else had that experience? My little brother was stupid. He would, no matter my dad could have beat him till he was bloody, and he'd have gone, "I'm like, man, you stupid!" I'm crying before he even thinks about whooping me. <laughs> You know, oh, we don't talk about those things. We don't whip children today. That's why we have the little hellions we've got. You know, I never, I've told this story many times. But I started at the school and this parent came up to me and said, oh, what do I do? And I said, he needs a butt whooping. And all the teachers were like, oh, the school's going to be shut down. You know, the funny thing is every state person, every stars person, everybody I talk to has been in this business forever agrees with me, but nobody's allowed to say it. Anybody here tired of political correct foolishness? You know, it's just crazy. But I want to talk about this adoption daddy thing. I, 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 J.C. used to make me pay him a dollar for every time I used him in the sermon. Well, I'm going to owe him $100 for this one's over, okay? And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Little miser down here is like, yeah, she's ringing that up, you know. <laughs> but I want you to understand, no matter who or what, your earthly father or parents or whatever happened to you when you were young, You've got a heavenly dad that's awesome and perfect and doesn't love you like some flake. He just flat out loves you. He's committed to you. He will do anything for your best eternal good. Do I need to say that again? Are you hearing me? As I hear this, well, you know, I struggle with this because my father was a jerk. Every father's a jerk at one time or another. Amen. Anybody here never jerk? I just, I jerked them is just in my nature. You know, it just, I don't know why it just is. But I want you to understand all of our fathers failed us at one point or another. And some of our fathers failed us greatly. But I want you to stop thinking about that. And I want you to start thinking about that. Amen? Are you with me? I want you to start allowing him to be your dad. I want you to allow him to do whatever is necessary in your life for your best good. I want you to, every time you start to worry, I want you to think about him. Every time you get frustrated and angry and bitter, start thinking about him. Every time you get fearful, start thinking about him. You know? Because I was, I, I was I, I'm a jaded dad. I, I didn't do everything right. But let me tell you something. I have two kids in heaven, but I got one boy here. And you need to understand something. There ain't nothing that I won't do for his best good. Nothing. Nothing. My wife is always mad at me for giving him stuff. You know how uh, other people are like, yeah, we have them grandbabies to spoil them. I felt the same way about my boy. I just wanted to do anything and everything I possibly could for him, for him to have the best life he could possibly have. Amen. Amen. You know, I mean, I, I just did everything. Now, don't get me wrong. I drove him nuts, too. I did, and I, I know that. You know that's why he's an angry person today. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I want you to understand, there was nothing I wouldn't do. I mean, I just loved all her. I mean, I changed as many diapers. You guess my wife. I changed as many diapers and cleaned up as many pukies as she did. I loved it. I loved being his dad when he had to get off the diapers, or and especially when he got off the bottle. I got depressed. I love being a dad. I love being there for him. You know, now if you want me to do it for your kids, you can forget it. But, 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 I, well, I love being a dad. You know, I, I just thought this is the greatest thing in the world. I mean, you know, I mean, I brought him a ball the first day he was in the crib, baby. And by the time, I'm not kidding, by the time he was two, we got movies of it. That dude was hitting a baseball. Now, his son don't want nothing to do with it. You can throw Brahma ball at but he's got his own, he's got his own thing. I don't know, you know, we'll figure out what that is. I think he's going to be a Rhodes Scholar, which JC ain't. But, you know, it's a, it's a you know, I, but you have to understand, I love, man, when he was, he came up and it was time to play ball. Man, I coach soccer. I don't know jack about soccer, you know? I can't play soccer, you know? I mean, I, I didn't, know not, but I coach soccer. I coach basketball. I love basketball. I stink, but I love basketball. I coached his basketball. I coached his baseball. I mean, I was out there with him. Whatever he needed, his education, you know, when he needed a whooping. Now, I struggle with that. Anybody else struggle with that one? I struggle with that whooping stuff. It kind of took him... Doing so many things that my wife looked at me and basically said, if you don't whoop him, I'm going to whoop you. (laughs) Okay. It was hard. You know, I I don't know why. I'm a sissy. But, um, you know, but you have to understand something. If he needed it, I was going to do everything I possibly could to provide it. You know, I, I just, I, I just think that's what a dad's supposed to be. You know, my dad wasn't perfect, but my mom and dad, they got up every morning and went down to her foods and he worked on the machines. That's the funny part. I can't fix anything. I can't build anything. I can't do anything like that. My dad was over, um, the, the, the maintenance at her foods, a, a half billion dollar company a year, you know, for 30 years, he looks at me and goes, whose kid are you? He doesn't know where I came from. But you know he was always there, you know, and 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 I never wanted uh JC to do without and I know I probably went overboard there and all that kind of stuff and and you know, but but I just wanted the best for him. And I just wanted to, you know, provide him with the best and because cuz because I's his dad. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm saying? That's just that's just who I am. That's that's who I wanted to be and I You know, I I probably didn't do it all right, but I wanted to to be there for him. And one time when we were in a doctor's office, when he was little, some old man was nasty with him. I introduced him to Jesus because he was about to see. Amen? I mean... You didn't mess with my boy. Of course, I'm 59 and he's 20, whatever. And you still don't mess with my boy. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you, know, you, know, you, you mess with my boy, I thump you. In the name of Jesus, of course. <laughs> you know? It, you, you, you've got to understand. You, uh-uh. No. Even today, Man, I just want the best for him. The biggest problem I, my ha, I have is if he says he needs it, I'm going to find some way. He says he wants to mix his music. I'm going to find some ways. If he, fi- he needs an instrument, I, I, that's, just, that's just who I am. I, I don't apologize for that. That's just who I am. You know, I, I, I'm his dad. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can. I'm going to protect him. I'm going to guide him. There are times where I want to take him aside. Take him out back. And do stuff. You know, that's just that's part of being a dad too. You know, it's, it's very, very difficult. But you got to understand something. As his dad. There ain't nothing. That I won't do for his best eternal good. Are you getting it? I mean, nothing. Nothing, man. Nothing. (laughs) And it's even worse with the grandchildren. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Brittany's like, man, it makes it very difficult for us. I'm still in trouble for feeding that kid that inside the donut juice last week, the baby. I'm, I'm still in trouble. I'm probably in trouble for life. <laughs> oh, But yeah, I'll be the same way for Bram and Addie and Elijah. I just, that's just who I am. And... If people around me, they, you kind of get, you got to understand, I'm kind of that for anybody that's in my world. My brother, the psychologist, he said, I've been everybody's father since I was 14 years old. And, and with some of our family situations, I had to be the father since I was 14 years old. And I've been kind of a father in the church since I was 14 years old. That's just who I am. You know, and that's okay, you know, and I made people very uncomfortable and, and but you know what, there, if, if you're in my world and you need something, there ain't nothing I won't do. Amen, are not we all supposed to be everybody's dad? you know, and mom, you know it's, Amen, is anybody with me? Are you getting this? Now I want you to magnify me times 20 million. times 20 million. Perfect. Cause I can promise you, I didn't do it. Perfect. I still don't do it. Perfect. I don't do this pop up thing. Perfect. I, 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 I just don't, but you magnify my love and my passion and my commitment to my kids and grandbabies. That's how God loves you every day. Let that sink in for a second, kids. We get all wound up when situations and stuff comes into our lives. I ain't saying nothing else. So somebody smiles. I want you to hear this. There ain't nothing. Almighty God. Your heavenly dad. Won't do. For your best eternal good. Nothing. Nothing. I had to sing that song before because never, never, ever will he say no to what is eternally best for you. Amen. I mean, he loves you with an everlasting loving kindness that never, ever, ever stops. He said, well, I've really done some bad things. My son has done some really stupid knucklehead things in his life. And his mother says, amen. (laughs) I mean, but you know what? It didn't matter to me. I still loved him. I still wanted the very best for him. Amen? Are you with me? Huh? I was going to do anything and everything to rectify whatever situation there was to get him back to where I know he could be. Amen? Are you, are you with me? I want you to understand something. You might have done some stupid, sinful, knucklehead things. But your heavenly dad still loves you. Your heavenly dad is still waiting to pour out anything and everything you need for you, for your best eternal good. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how knucklehead you've been, it doesn't matter. He still loves you. He's still committed to you. He absolutely wants to invest whatever is necessary in your life for your best good because he's your heavenly dad. But too often, we're so obstinate, and we're so stubborn, and we're so self-sufficient, we don't let him. I got this. Are you kidding me? In the world, would we not wake up every day with the understanding that Almighty God loves me with a passionate love, always has, and always will? He wants the very best for me. He will do anything and everything that is best for me. He has the ability and the resources to do anything and everything that is best for me. Why would we say, no, thank you. I've got this. I am. A chosen, adopted, saved child of God. I have a dad in whom there is absolutely nothing impossible. My dad has a vision for my life. Now, I had a vision for JC's, and he, he didn't like some of my visions. All right. But my dad, my heavenly dad, has a perfect vision, a perfect picture for my life. He knows who I was created to be. He knows what I was created to do. He knows I've done some dumb things and got in the way. It's called sin. But he also knows that that doesn't matter to him. He loves me. He will restore me within the context of that vision. He will do anything and everything that is necessary to tear down the walls that need to be torn down so that I can live that life that he created me to live. He will bring whatever healing is necessary. See, I can't do that for JC. But he will bring whatever healing is necessary to restore my mind and my heart and my life back to the center of that awesome vision. Is anybody getting this? There should be some smiles. Something. You know, something like woo, yeehaw, haw woo, whatever. You know, something. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is powerful. whatever the problem is is for some reason we either choose not to connect with him on that level or we didn't understand it but today is the day to begin understanding it You're going to walk out of here today, and there's going to be bills. You know, after the Super Bowl, of course. We don't worry about it till then. Um, there's going to be problems. You're going to go to work tomorrow, and those people are going to be there. Amen? It, that's just life. When those things, those feelings, those experiences, those scars... Those bad habits or patterns. When they happen. And they will. What are you going to do? I got this. Or are we going to go. You know what? I've got a heavenly dad. That knows everything. That's going on in my life. I've got a heavenly dad (laughs) that will knock down walls for me. I've got a heavenly dad that will do anything and everything necessary for my best good. Are you with me? Are you with me? Roy Jr., would you do me a favor? Would you go back and tell the older kids to get ready to start coming? It's a little earlier than I told them. Thank you. When those things, those realities come, those bad habits come, we need to stop, take a breath, don't react, and say, you know what? I'm good. My heavenly dad has everything under control. My heavenly dad knows everything I need. My heavenly dad will do anything and everything necessary to make me and help me and heal me and restore me and do whatever is necessary for me to be that man that I was created to be, or to be that woman I was created to be. Is anybody getting it? Anybody seeing it? Anybody feeling it? Anybody? Bueller? <laughs> anybody? Guys. I hope we got this. I really do. I know some of us have had some knuckleheads for fathers. I know that. But you know what? You got a heavenly dad that will always be your dad. No matter what the things, whatever happens in this world. You know, that's just the way he is. I know we've done some things that we don't feel worthy of our heavenly dad. It's okay. Your heavenly dad still loves you, still wants to pour his himself out into you, wants to do whatever is necessary to restore you to be that person. Amen? Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you hearing it? Are you seeing it? Today's a good day to decide. God's my heavenly dad. And no matter what happens in this crazy world, my dad's got my back. (laughs) My dad will do whatever is necessary. He's a little slow sometimes, but he always does what's necessary when it's perfect time. Amen? You know, it's only slow because I want it fast. We're going to take communion. We're going to sing that same song. And I want you to think about that song and his reckless, no-holds-barred love for you (laughs) when you take communion this morning.